The Fearless Kitchen brought to you by worldpodcast.com. You're listening to The Fearless Kitchen Podcast. And now it's time to join your host, Vanessa Baxter. Can we replay? So now we're here with Nahida. You for your presence, <laughs> and no, we can't retake. It's okay. live. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> um, so I was just talking to your husband about the amazing dips and your beautiful produce that's here. Thank but you. actually, yesterday when I came with my dad and my boys to visit, we started down at the Turkish Delight stall, and your wonderful worker down there jo. was so amazing, Joe, and she was talking us through everything and giving us little tastes. And she just kept us at the store for so long. She's a great salesperson because we ended up buying lots of Turkish Delight. So I'm really intrigued, like, how did that part of the business come? Now, I've understood how this side did. Or did you open that and meet him? Like, how did it all oh, happen? Oh, no, we've been married for 25 years. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah. And are you also Lebanese? I am Lebanese, yes. And so um, did you come out to Melbourne together? No, I bought him out. You bought him out. Excellent. I've been here for 42 years, bought him out, and then um, he kind of loved the country and we're not going back, so. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. and you've got it. a great spot here, obviously, Thank at Paran Market. Thank you. Thank so, you. yeah. So, he said that he was a mechanic and couldn't find work and ended up, because he's so passionate about food, food. sort of fell into this. How about you? What's My mum gave birth to me in a takeaway shop. Okay. So, um, yeah, it just follows on from that. So yeah. we've always been in food. We've always been in retail. We're people's people. We just like to speak to people all the time. We enjoy speaking with people. Um, and we are passionate about food, hence the size of us. So it's very difficult to lose weight. I think you're doing pretty well, well actually. <laughs> I'm feeling worried just from the little tastings your husband's given me of all the dips. Yeah, there's a lot to eat there and a lot to try. So It's delicious. Um, all made fresh. I so. know, and with fresh ingredients. Well, we try and get a lot of our ingredients from the market, um, and it okay. helps uh, helps the local producers, the local economy, rather than get everything from overseas or far away. Usually, try and do work within the market. So you're obviously you're making that you're not obviously making everything here because there's so much that you're producing now. You've obviously got a we have a premises. factory. Yeah, 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 we have a factory to make the bulk of our product because we also do distribute to distributors. We yeah. give to distributors. We also distribute interstate That's as amazing. well. Um, so, yeah, we need big machinery to do it. But yeah. a lot of the f- fresh produce, for example, the guacamole dip, the avocado, that has to be done here. You get your avocados fresh on the day because they will go darker, so you need to make them fresh on yeah. the day. Yeah, so some are just made in small some quantities just, on yep, a daily basis. On the daily basis. Our salads, the tabbouleh salad, we'll do about 50 kilos of that um, a week. So that needs to be done kind of daily. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice. So We're Lebanese. About, it's yeah, our job. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what about the Turkish Delights though? Because they were amazing. Turkish Delights. We used to sell our Turkish Delights from our top counter here. Just one tray. Just your traditional Turkish Delights. They are made. They are homemade. Um, we work with a Turkish man and he makes them in a copper pot on the fire. So most of the commercial Turkish Delight is made electrical machines. It doesn't taste as good. That's why the difference, you can actually taste the flavour. It's slow cooked. 30 kilos takes about three hours. So it's done the traditional way and you can Mm. taste it in the product as well. Oh, look, absolutely you can because I've got two sons, both of them who said, no, I don't like Turkish Delight. And once they try it, everyone changes their mind. They did. They completely changed their mind. And I think that one of them had been put off by trying some at some point that was so... Sometimes rose gelatinous. Syrup. Oh, yeah, it gelatinous, was gelatinous and, and too much rose yeah. and it was just oh, yeah, not yeah. pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And the other one said he didn't like nougat because it stuck to his teeth and it wasn't, you know, it was too chewy. And then he tried your Dual nougat. Which is made with organic free-range eggs and the taste like is cream. amazing. It's like cream in their mouth. There oh. is nothing compared to it. Nothing I know. at all, at all. I was actually drooling yeah, the whole drooling, way home on the yeah, tram yeah. just thinking nice. about it. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. You're not the only one. There's a <laughs> lot of people that try it only first time because they don't have an idea. Once they try it once, it's just like bait. They come back for it. So it's who awesome. makes? So does someone else make the someone else nougat, makes the nougat? But yeah. someone local again. Yep. Someone and then local. someone else. What about the halva? The halva that is made by two Greek guys that are in Greece. Um, we actually got featured in the Age Epicure for selling the most halva in um, Victoria, um, probably Australia as well. So wow. we were featured in the paper. The two guys actually came from Greece to meet us personally to see. It is actually a very nice halva. It's hand spun. You can actually see the spinning of the um, tahini with the sugar and the honey. You can actually see the... And the, yeah, and the pure coca. So there's no mm. egg. It's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. So it's pure coca, roasted almonds, and the tahini. And it is a traditional Mediterranean sweet. So people absolutely love it. All mm. the other halvers, we do sell the other halvers, but they're machine-made. Yeah. Um, they're kind of more grainy, aren't they? Yeah, more grainy, flowery. Yeah. Look, it's still, we still eat it. We yeah. still eat it. I yeah. mean, everything it's sells because people have different ideas about it. But this one in particular, the hand-spun one, second to none. Mm, Absolutely amazing. beautiful. Yeah. And your big mounds of... Turkish Delight. Yeah. yeah that's the, the, uh, the, what, the snowballs? Yeah, there's the large mounds of... Tur- no, not the snowballs, the, the large mounds of Turkish Delight. delight. Uh, well, that's is our, that how it's sold? Yeah, that's okay. gourmet Turkish Delight. Right. So that is cooked for six hours compared to three hours. Exactly the same ingredients, right. corn flour, sugar, water, and the flavour. Um, six hours cooked, we can make any flavour that you want. The ones that we've got is apricot, fig, walnut, hazelnut and almonds. Mm. The other one is pomegranate and pistachio. Uh, like I said, they're the same ingredients, but because they're cooked longer, they actually become more denser, more intense, and they're eaten in a different way than your normal Turkish delights. So different Turkish delights are eaten at different times of the day. Your rose you'll have at 10 o'clock with a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, your mint ones you'll have after dinner. Uh, these ones you'll have when your guests come over. You serve it with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, no sugar. Um, you put it in your mouth. You use that as your sweetener. So by the end of your tea, you're just left with the nuts in your mouth, which you chew at the end, and that completes your completes your experience of Turkish delight. Yum. Would anybody ever come and actually order the whole? Yeah, we mouth have a lot of weddings people. or yeah. 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 But it's not that you can actually sit down and cut it into squares. No. When people want to order it. Um, they take it. Uh, you can actually have a person stand there, and it's and carved, oh. carved off. So oh. they're carving. We give them, we give them a sharp knife to go. With yeah, that. we give them. Yeah, so we buy them a sharp knife to carve it off. Well, the experience is showing people that it's carved off. You can't bite it in big slices because you've got to have it in small shards where you actually just suck on it. It would be too rich sugar. anyway in yeah. a big piece, yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, because yeah. I tried some and it yeah, was yeah. enough to just have a sliver yeah, of it. Yeah, just have a slice. So yeah. you would have a little slither of it next to your coffee or your tea, most which of, would be great. Most of people who buy it, they buy a slice. They put it on a chopping board and, and it can be the center of a nice conversation. So you cut it off the chopping board and you serve it to your guests who are sitting around, you know? Mm. Yeah, so you've hit on my philosophy of food, which it brings people together, and we do honestly. Have, and we do have the pomegranate and pistachio one, which we um, uh, adorn with gold. 
Oh, gold leaf. Gold leaf, yes. So it looks beautiful it and looks pretty. It looks beautiful, yeah. Absolutely no nutritional value. No. You that, eat gold, you, you eat gold and it comes right out again. Um, <laughs> We're not trying to be paleo no, no, here. No, no, no. Comes <laughs> in and cares? Comes in and goes out. Um, but just have the fact of having the gold on there, it's very visually, it's uh, very nice. So which side of the business did you start first? The dips and, and the, this, dips. the dips. The dips. Oh, sorry, you said because you just had yeah, this yeah, up the on the dips, counter. Yeah. And then did the demand just grow so much that you ended up opening another store? Well, actually, every we've been at the mar- this market here for 10 years. Um, probably the second year we were here, we started doing the Turkish Delights. And every year, because Christmas time, it gets quite busy here at the market. Um, kindly market management give us a little corner, a little store pop, pop up to work our Turkish delight just for Christmas. And um, probably Christmas time, we'll do about two and a half ton of Turkish delight. It does weigh. I mean, two and a half ton sounds like a lot, but Turkish delight does weigh. Way, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, last year, there was a deli opposite us which had. Um, closed down and a new one was coming but the space was empty so management said would you like to just fill it up by the time the new people come because it looks better for them anyway absolutely so we were there supposedly for one month which turned into eight months (laughs) and um having a store there you begin to get repeat customers um a database of customers that kept on coming back. To that one rather than the, yeah. this well, one Yeah, well, I as wasn't an selling any more from here because that one we specially made. It was a pop-up, but it was kind of looked permanent. <laughs> and then time after time. So after getting this eight-month turnaround of the product, you think, my God, I think I can make this work. So we took it to them and... Um, you they have two accepted. stalls at the market. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But we wanted it to be the adult lolly shop. Yeah. And it is. We it made totally it all is. white so that the actual product stood out. So that the product stood out. Yeah. And it looks so pretty. We were drawn to it. It was the very first thing we stopped at when we walked in the yeah. market. Well, You're sugar. Just drawn well, to everyone it. sticks to sugar, don't they? Well, yeah. <laughs> There's those crazy ones who don't, but I I'm know. not one of them. <laughs> Oh, that is so awesome. Do you have kids yourself? I have two boys. You have two boys? I have two boys. One that's 24 and one that's 21. Holy guacamole. Now, do they love food? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. See the size of them, yeah. Oh, okay. They're all into it. They're, They're all, all into, into it. it. Are yeah. they working in it or do they just love to eat it? No, no. Of course, they work in it Oh, they as work well. in it they as work. well. Well, they have their separate work as well. But let's say it's 50-50. So they do help us here and oh, they do fantastic. do their own thing as well. Good family boys then. Absolutely. Happy well, to hear that. They're taking a lot of the good Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the it. The thing is this is going to be one business for each of them anyway. So exactly. they better take part in it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you'll be palming it off to someone else. <laughs> that was absolutely gorgeous. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining welcome. me on the podcast. Thank, Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? My name's Jim. Jim, it's awesome to see you. It's my third time down to Paran Market in the last couple of days because I just totally love it. And I've walked past your pasta shop, taken a few photos, so it's awesome to meet you. Tell me, who who are you and what are you doing? This is a family-owned business. It's been uh, established now for 18 years. Um, We use nothing but the best products to make our pasta. And for 18 years, we've been growing and growing and it's getting to a point that we can't keep up. I'm sure, I can and see. we get people from interstate coming especially to buy our pasta and um, 
sometimes you get people from um, um, Fiji or, or, or um, Vietnam and they take it back with them, but they don't normally just come for the pasta, but they come and visit friends and while they're in Melbourne they shop, they buy their products here because they hear much about us. That they uh, we cry back it and they take it back oh, wow. overseas. And how long will it last if you do um, cry back it? Um, back cry back uh, last because cry back it's airtight. Yes. As long as they keep it uh, in a in a nesky, be fine for up to as long as it's cold. But seven days not a problem. Wow, that's so, amazing. I mean, if you're travelling overseas, overseas trips take anywhere from nine hours to thirteen hours, depending. It's fine. So, what inspired you to start? Doing the fresh pasta uh, here. Um, just something different to what anybody else has got. It just started, my brother came up with an idea of having fresh pasta. Um, no one else had it in the market. And um, and since then, people um, use fresh pasta instead of dry pasta. Oh, They're totally. There's a better education nowadays, well, isn't there? Um, well, you're comparing dry pastas mainly out of flour and water. Mm. Our ingredients are eggs, eggs. olive oil, water... And durum flour, yeah, semolina flour, yeah, which is a good product, yeah, not normal plain flour. Exactly, yeah. Um, all right, and we have also gluten-free pasta as well for the people at uh, celiacs. Yep. Um, but we cater for everybody. Um, we try to make our products simple for the working person, where they can go home without a hassle of cooking that we have ready made meals that they can put in the microwave for about three minutes and it's really done. But it was freshly made. Freshly made. No preservatives. So it feels like it's family cooked. We don't use no preservatives, no colouring, all fresh vegetables um, and fresh ricotta. If it's ravioli we use fresh ricotta. If it's spinach it's fresh spinach or pumpkin and basil and um, sage. And um, they're quite flavoursome. So when you started, mm-hmm. what did was it just a small well, store with a few little a, bits of pasta? It was the same size <laughs> store, but we started small. Yes. I mean, we had our hiccups um, to get our product going. I mean, you know, when you start a business and there's something new, of course you're going to have hiccups until you get the product 100%. Yeah. Now at the moment, it's about 150%. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, um, and it's, it's family, so is it like extended family? Uh, well, when I say family, my two brothers, I'm not involved. Two brothers, I'm, not, yep. I'm, I'm only a worker here, but, <laughs> but I mean... Uh, they um, make the product, they, your brothers? We, yeah, we make the product here, freshly made, every yep. day. Um, my brother John, he, he, he handles all the all the spaghetti and the fettuccine and, and um, linguine, all the string pasta, lasagna sheets. And we've got a couple of weeks to make the ravioli and cannelloni. And our sauces, we've got about seven different types of sauces. All yeah, they made. smell amazing. Yeah, so I mean, we have special sauces that go with special ravioli. If people ask me what goes with spinach and ricotta ravioli, I suggest spinach and Spanish onion with pasta. But it's up to them what they like. They might fancy something else like mushroom and basil, for example. But you can give them at least some service, which is what I, they're I, not going to get and, into and a supermarket. If they're, not, if they're a bit sceptical of what they taste, I, I, I give them a taste of it rather than buying it and not liking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there's no allergies or no nuts and things like that. Yeah. Know, there's a lot of people who are allergic to nuts and things like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's so, fantastic. Yeah. What I've loved walking around the Paran markets is how many of them are family businesses. Yes. And I think that's really beautiful because it makes it more personal. It's more personal and um, it's more caring. We, we, we sort of look at 
after the customer 100%. And do you have a lot of repeat customers? Too many. Mm. Too many. For 18 years, we had the same customers come in. That is and fantastic. Also, uh, new ones come along, and once they try, they keep coming back. And as I said to you, we can't keep up. Well, I think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, uh, we sell products to, uh, like a, a casino, for example, and high-quality restaurants and Carlton all over all over Melbourne. You know, high-class restaurants. Our our um, products. And is your family heritage Italian? No. 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 Uh, well, I, I was born in Egypt, actually. Egypt. <laughs> so, it's a funny thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Classic. But, uh, but we're Greek, Greek background. Okay. But um, when you talk pasta, everybody seems to think oh, it's Italian, but it's more European. It is European. You know? Yeah. It's not just basic one one country. country. It's mm. Italian, Greek, the same thing. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's absolutely fabulous to meet you. Thank you for your time. Thank Thank you. So I'm down here at Paran Markets and I'm having a little wander past the Gozleme kitchen. This is a really, really small stall, but they've got a massive kind of similar to a pizza oven over in the back corner. The rest of it is tiny. It's just basically bench space and the top of a kind of... Well, it's probably a commercial top of a stove, but it's not very big. And inside, here this morning on a Saturday, we have two, four, six, eight staff, all women with their hair covered in scarves, making the most amazing handmade gozleme. There's eight of them. It's unbelievable. And there's just customers everywhere. And they're cooking them from scratch at the back. And I'll have to take some photos. You'll be absolutely drooling when you see this because they are so Moorish looking. And they've got them in the cabinet. They've got lamb and spinach, spinach and cheese, lamb and potato, chicken. And then they've also got other food like stuffed eggplant with lamb, Turkish rice. And then, of course... Turkish desserts, which is so delicious, like baklava. And then over coming out of the oven are the huge, enormous rounds of flatbread. Holy guacamole, it looks amazing. And it's packed, and I can see why they need eight staff members behind this tiny little counter just cooking up a storm to be able to serve all these uh, customers who obviously know this is the hot spot to come for some beautiful, hand-freshly made delicious gozleme. Okay guys, live from the Paran markets and I'm wandering through the colder section which is um, where all the butchers are and it's so unbelievable down here. I'm standing in front of Gary's Meats and the staff have all got the same caps and the same white shirts and the awesome old butcher aprons and the cabinet just looks amazing with all these divine handmade sausages like beet and dill and pork and jalapeno and a cheese kransky and they've got beautiful cold cuts and amazing display here and normally I wouldn't sort of hang out at a butcher's and think how absolutely divine it looked but here there's like kids peering through the glass at this most stunningly displayed meat and uh, you know if you are a carnivore this is the place you want to be to be salivating it is absolutely extraordinary the quality there's no smell it's just so fresh 
Uh, the smell is actually emanating off the barbecues around me because many of the vendors have barbecues in front of their stalls to entice you over with the aroma of their divine lamb cofters or their pork and chilli lemongrass burgers and the smell from those is really fabulous. And there are grandparents and parents and kids and it's set in the old hall of the Pon- uh, Par- oh, I was going to say Ponsonby and Parnell, but what I mean, of course, is Paran Markets and the old floor, the tiled floor, and all the old shop fronts are still here. But be- beyond that, it's modern and fresh and fantastic, and it's such a competition that everyone is such top quality and everyone is so well presented and the food is so well presented. It's really amazing. And I'm here in front of like Clarenbold Seafood, for example, and down one end on all the ice, they've got their amazing Tasmanian spring bay blue mussels and gorgeous leader prawns and they've got Tasmanian oysters already opened and shucked ready for you to take home for your dinner party. And then at the other end, they've got like gorgeous hand-rolled uh, sushi box rolls of Californian rolls with their fresh salmon and tuna and little sticks of cucumber sticking out. It looks really enticing and gorgeous. So even at the seafood stand, you could come down and create an entire dinner party just off the produce. Absolutely beautiful. Then you've got poultry specialists and you've got your quality meats and fine service across the way, which is all red meat. So it's all kind of being divided up. Then you've got a couple that are owned by Asians and you've got that real Asian style going in the way that they've cut their product and the way that they've treated it in comparison to the more European style. So pretty much everyone is catered for here in Paran. Uh, It's just amazing. And this is just in the little chilled section. And then right outside the door of that, you've got like this mussel pot and it's direct from the farm of fresh mussels. And it's a food truck, but it's shaped in the shape of a mussel, which is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's an open mussel. And then inside you can go up and you can get like steamed natural mussels with lemon and parsley or what else have they got? Red wine, tomato, chili and parsley mussels chilli coconut tomato mussels and there's a really cool courtyard so you can sit down and eat those and there's a few other food trucks around here as well but I'm going to head back into the actual fresh fruit and veg side of the market and where the essential ingredient and pantry areas are as this is really just fabulous and I'll put up some photos with the show notes so that you can get a feel for what I'm actually experiencing because I'm in awe of the quality of this produce and also the price. It's so reasonable. Uh, it, really amazing prices. It's buzzing down here. It seems to be like a really local family day out. All of the delicatessens have got superb prosciutto and cheeses and crackers and things for people to try to encourage them to come into their stores. They've got their olives and their dips and things piled high and freshly covered with oil so it all looks fresh and not dried out. And they've got cheeses which they'll cut for you to order so that they're not wrapped up in plastic because, you know, if you wrap your, cut your cheese and wrap it up in glad wrap, It might look good, but you're killing the cheese, so it's not the best way to be uh, selling a cheese at all. 
And then I found as well like a fresh pasta shop and they've got mounds and mounds of fresh fettuccine and linguine and spaghetti and then they've got fresh cooked meals that you can take home. So lasagna with amatriciana sauce, chicken and mushroom pasta, pumpkin and basil risotto and they've got beautiful handmade uh, ravioli as well. They serve it in 250 gram serves. And then you just go up from there depending on how many people you're trying to feed. So they've got roast pumpkin, garlic, sage and rosemary, spinach and ricotta, basil pesto with feta and ricotta and so on. Amazing. And everywhere, people are so friendly. They just want to hand out their product. They want to chat. They want to share their passion for food. And I really believe that if you are a vendor down here at Paran Market, it is because you have a true passion for what you are doing and uh, found a little Greek dairy deli, I guess, and they're selling freshly made spanakopita and they've got huge big urns with beautiful fresh soups in there, gluten-free cupcakes on a big tower in front of the shop to entice you to come in. And then the Greek marinated beetroots and olives and octopus in the windows just beautiful and now I'm coming past Nahida's choice and her sons I think might be behind the counter there because I saw photos of them yesterday and uh, I think mum and dad might be manning the Turkish delight store and the sons are here doing their tapenades and dips today And across the way from there, there's more cheeses and more sushi roll places and more patisseries. It really is a place you could come back to over and over and over and so not be bored. In fact, I've also found a little bar over in the corner that's serving hot mulled wine. And because it's Melbourne and it's winter and it's cold and it's possibly even raining outside, though I can't see that at the moment, I'm sure a hot mulled wine wouldn't go astray at some point after I've wandered around this market and built up an appetite for a little bit of a sip of hot mulled wine. The Fearless Kitchen Podcast. Ooh, what's good?